You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Our team is the elite of the elite. We're the heart and soul of this very beach. We protect when other people don't want to protect. We got a dead body on our beach. That's not our job. My gut says there's some bad shit going on over there. And my balls say we need to check it out. My balls say it's just take it easy right here. Welcome to Baywatch. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Film Studies. I am Sean Taylor. With me today is Tex. Hello, everyone. And me, Mark. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'll be that ready. That is not what I expected you to do, but all right. Well, shouldn't it be I'll be ready? Isn't that the, isn't that the, the thing? I thought it was I'll, I'll be, be there. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> but that is the Baywatch. In my head, that's the Baywatch soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this never week. Never seen it. Wouldn't know. Oh, really? Never seen the original Baywatch? Never. Really? Oh, my. Oh, man. Back in the day, it was uh, uh, Baywatch and then WWF Wrestling Challenge <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan's failed TV show, Thunder in Paradise. Oh, yeah. So, I can literally, I can tell you everything that I know about Baywatch in about 30 seconds. You okay. ready? David Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson, seen from Friends. Run, Yasmin, run like the wind. There. <laughs> that is the, the extent that I know about Baywatch. See, for me, like I said, it was uh, Baywatch, WWF, and then Hulk Hogan's Thunder in Paradise, and that was always, so every Sunday morning it was boobs, brawn, and uh, let's go out for breakfast. And man boobs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Okay, so that establishes text. Uh, yep. Mark, have you obviously, well, I know you watched Baywatch. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, I watched Baywatch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not enough that I could, uh, I'm not like a uh, Baywatchaholic where I could tell you stats and episode names and stuff like that. Right. But all I rem- but, but all of my memories in of Baywatch are in slow motion, so... Yeah. Right, because you only watched it for ten minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah, one episode lasted like the whole week. It was it was pretty. It was very economical, you know, when the VCR came around. Anyway, all right. So um, before we get started, I do need to let in on a secret here. Uh, unfortunately, I did not get to see Baywatch this weekend. Um, my only time to see it was yesterday, and I went golfing for the first time yesterday. So I was passed out about six thirty. Uh, so. <laughs> You guys will be taking me through this, but uh, I didn't want to just come in empty-handed. Um, so I have another movie uh, that that I that I watched um, that I can give you a quick review of at the end. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to hearing about Baywatch, obviously starring The Rock and oh, Zac Efron. Yeah. Is so, he even known as The Rock anymore? Or is it oh, just it's Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne yeah. Johnson, straight Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. But okay. I mean, he'll always be The Rock to some people. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, we here formerly of uh, Ringside Academy will always know him as The Rock. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, Mark, spoiler free, what'd you think? Oh, I liked it. It was fun. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. A uh, nice balance of, of uh, some comedy and action. And uh, that uh, that's a good time at the movies for me. Okay, Tex? Same. Yeah. yeah. No one expecting I, what you're expecting? Well, actually, it was funnier. Oh, really? I went in expecting to enjoy it, like, you know, say, Rundown, for instance, which right. is, you know, ba- is the movie that, like, I fell in love with Dwayne Johnson in. Sure. Because I'd never seen him at any point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it, I, it was actually better than I expected. Like, I, I expected to laugh. I thought it was probably going to be a little bit ridiculous at points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same with Mark. Like, I agree with Mark. Like, it didn't take itself too seriously. And uh, the <laughs> the constant fucking quips to me were awesome. Okay. Absolutely fucking awesome. Like Rock, um, well, shouldn't even say that. But anyway, um, Dwayne Johnson, his character, he was, so he was like originally um, David Hasselhoff's character, Mitch. Same name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mitch, the way that he just makes fun of matt brody like zach efron's character like the whole fucking movie is awesome like within the first like 10 minutes he is um what he's one direction 
um, New Kid on the Block, and Sync. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's so it's like it's so go go dated reference throughout the whole movie, and it's fucking awesome. I loved it. But it's it's a great running gag though because it is. It he really comes is. up with something different every single time. Yeah. So the the running gag throughout the entire movie, I guess we'll get into spoiler territory, of course. Uh, but, um, is that every time you he does not respect him. So he doesn't call him by his actual name. He never calls him Matt during the movie, yep. or even Brody. He calls him One Direction, uh, Justin Bieber. Um, Please yeah, tell me he says block, ninety-eight like degrees at one point. He doesn't actually. Oh, that'd be the best one. Ninety-eight I, degrees. I, I was waiting for Backstreet Boys or ninety-eight degrees, oh. and he never said it. It's probably too too early of a reference, but well, he does new kids no, on the block. No, ninety eight degrees and and sync and Backstreet Boys were all around yeah. the same time. Okay, that was like yeah. the in that was like the whole that was the boy band fucking yeah the blow up yeah evolution or whatever the hell yeah that's not the word I'm looking for, but either way. Um, it was the boy band blowout. Like after that, they just fizzled. You know? Well, no, yeah. Well, they well, still they hung yeah. on for a while though. But it was like every single like, <laughs> all it took was two or three guys put together. There you go, we got a boy band, and you know they had at least one hit. One one that would have been really good was LFO. Oh, totally, yes. Because LFO, all their videos took place on a beach. Yep. So that would have been perfect, like summer girls. It would have been, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And there might have been some of that stuff in the cutting room floor. I don't know, but yeah, maybe they. It, but yeah, they did a great job of it. And oh, it was yeah. just this running gag and. and but that's that's the 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 fun balance that this makes. Like he does it to tease him, and it's funny. But yet it actually makes a point because the story is that um, Matt Brody, Zac Efron's character, comes in and uh, they're doing ba- tryouts for Baywatch, and so there's a bunch of people that are there to seriously compete for a spot as a Baywatch lifeguard because it's some heralded position, right? If you get onto that beach, sure, uh, it's really really tough to do. So. Um, you have to do all this physical training and stuff. And, and then they have, uh, during the tryouts though, Zach Efron isn't doing anything because he's automatically on the squad because he's a two time, uh, Olympic, Olympic champion, champion. Yeah. A du- double gold medalist, Olympic swimming champion who fucked up on the relay. He got blasted the night before and they show a video of him in the pool during the relay race and it he just, just bleh, bleh, all this green, like a, you have the blue water and bleh, yeah, green, blah, green, blah, green. He's just puking in the water and then it's, and it's spreading the, to the uh, other the lanes. Vomit comet after that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like the, uh, the Rock's boss brings this guy in because of all the press they would get and how good it would be for the team. So Efron doesn't have to do anything. And therefore, um, Mitch doesn't respect him. And that's why it's funny what how he acts that out. But yeah. at the same time, it makes a, a genuine... It's like a character development thing. Like the, rela- the relationship between these guys, these guys is because Mitch doesn't respect Brody. Brody's trying to earn... Or doesn't give a shit at first and then eventually tries to earn his respect. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's uh, one through line. It's also that Mitch doesn't agree with the fact that um, that he's just given a free pass, and right. he he puts him through his paces anyway. Right. He was like, "Yeah, that's fine that you're part of it, but I'm gonna fucking make you work for it, no yeah. matter what." And there's the scenes that they taught that they show in the um, in the trailer where they're lifting the huge tires and they're carrying the fridges and stuff. He's trying to he has to race the rock. Yeah. Uh, in in those ki- kind of competitions, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, uh, for the basic plot of it, if I can guess, because I have seen the trailers, and it looks like this incredibly hot woman comes to town, and it, I believe it looks like, from the trailers, that she's running drugs? Yes. And it's up to the Baywatch crew to take her down? Basically. Okay. So yeah, a pretty standard the- Baywatch episode at that point. Well, there, there's an extra layer to it. I mean, the reason why she's running drugs is because she... Uh, wants to basically get all of the landowners around like near her hotel that she owns, which is on the beach to sell to her and they'll sell at a low price if they're not getting any business because it's a bad neighborhood. So she's running the drugs, but she wants to really, it's all about land development for her. I don't know that it is actually what I got out of it is that she's running the drugs because her brother runs the cartel in wherever the fuck she's from. So she proved that she's better at it, and if she has that into all of that real estate development, then she can do whatever the fuck she wants, essentially, and nobody can say anything to her. So she can just continue yeah. to run those drugs. But they want—they also wanted to physically expand the whole, like her, 
basically the land that she owns all over. And there was one guy, there's one uh, business owner named Chen who's holding out. Yep. So she ends up going to extreme lengths to try and get him. Essentially, what they've been doing is they've been killing off people, getting in the way, and putting him in the water. So they die on Mitch's watch because he's been a pain in their ass. Right. And that's a way to get him out of the picture, too, then. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Which so they do eventually. So it's do. this layered. It's this layered plot, you know, <laughs> on Baywatch. But yeah, and they do poke fun at that. The fact that, yeah, every episode there was pirates or kidnapping, drug running, uh, you know. Yeah, there's actually a point where um, they're like, you know, what would you, because they're talking to uh, to Brody and he keeps saying, I'd call the fucking cops. Right. And he's like, you know, why are we doing this? It's not our job and whatever. So then they're like, okay, well, you know, let's throw some scenarios out at you. It's like, oh, there was... Um, you know, sand grifters and whatever, and what would you do with sand grifters, and what would you do if this happened, and what would you do if this happened, and whatever, and what would you do if this happened, there was, like, um, some type of pirate thing, and then there was, like, a racing thing, and sand grifters are, and like, they're all beach-related, I yeah, assume, yeah, yeah, all people that steal from the, from, you know, people around the beach and whatever, and so <laughs> he says, he says something like, okay, you know what, that sounds like a really fun but cheesy, like, like um, action show kind of thing. Right. But it doesn't sound like it would happen in real life. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie's very self-aware. It's then. very self-aware, but it doesn't, but it's not like so self-aware, it's not Deadpool self-aware where they're right, turning right. to the camera and being like, wink, wink kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just it, it's just the right amount of self-aware. It's just the right amount of doesn't take itself too seriously. There's a little bit of envelope pushing when it comes to the comedy, but right. nothing outright ridiculous like how American Pie tried to like trump itself every time and right. got more and more ridiculous and more and more disgusting as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much, yeah. Well, it's or not like far, that in um... this case. Like this is just fucking funny. And stuff, yeah, it, and and some of the stuff that um, Mitch gets Brody to do just to see if he'll do it is hilarious too. Yeah, it, it's just this side of a Wayne's Brothers parody. Yeah, it's it, it, and that's what makes it good because it's parody without being openly parody. Yeah, I think you know what I mean like like Tex said, just self aware enough. It was yeah, it, it's it was scary really fun movie. That way. Not scary movie two, three, four, five fucking six thousand because <laughs> <laughs> scary movie was funny yeah and yeah, scary movie was funny yeah and that was the only one that was funny to me but um but yeah like this is it's i thought it was absolutely brilliant at points like just the freaking just the uh the quips are so awesome and i love the way that Dwayne delivers a line I seriously do. Like, and one of the very first things when, like, when you first meet Matt Brody, um, Chicky from San Andreas, the one who plays his daughter in San Andreas, is in it. Um, she is the love interest of Brody. Do you remember her name, Mark? Summer is her na- Summer. character's name. Okay, yeah. So, so you see Summer for the first time, and Brody has just arrived and whatever, and he sees Summer walking toward him, and he's like, oh, yeah, hello, kind of thing. And. <laughs> fucking awesome because he's like hey i'm matt brody and she's like and not a fuck was given and like doesn't even break stride or anything just keeps walking by him and i'm like yes yes and that's like a running thing throughout the movie too is um like when he first starts talking to mitch and uh mitch is like and i am fresh out of fucks to give like it's just like a running thing where it's like yep we got no fucks no fucks in the bag like there's nothing left and uh just awesome. Yeah, the uh, Su- Summer is one of the new recruits in this movie. She uh, she tries out and actually gets her position in earnest. Yeah. Uh, so and so there you have it juxtaposed against Brody as well, where she knows she earned her spot on the squad. He just kind of got there. Yeah. So um, that's there's some antagonistic kind of will they won't they between them because he's hot for her. She knows he's cute, but at the same time is he's a, a douchebag. So. Yeah. He's got to warm up to her and prove to her that that he's not completely a douchebag. That there's more than two dimensions to him. Yeah, yeah. And then on the and then you have another will they won't they. Um, oh. You have <laughs> yeah. You have uh, our uh, our resident fat guy, uh, a chubby guy. Uh, well, he's yeah. Not, I was gonna say eh, chunky. Chunk. Yeah. He's yeah. He, he's he's not a Zac Efron, right? Yeah. Like he has he has a bubba instead of a six pack. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And. 
go, this go is from someone reference. in the know, so I'm not I'm not calling this guy out. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, played by John Bass. Uh, I don't really know uh, much of his work. I think I've seen him in something before, but basically brought in the uh, you know a heavier set guy brings a, a lot of the physical comedy um, as well. Like he and the reaction. He, yeah, yeah, his because he falls for uh, the new CJ, right? The new Pamela Anderson, um, who's actually CJ Parker is the character's name, uh, played by Kelly Rohrbach. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get her. Uh, let's see. Actually, I don't think we've seen anything that she's in. Not for. Uh, not for this show, anyway. But she's done stuff like Two and a Half Men and. Uh, Stuff like that. So this is kind of a breakout for her. This is her, her big debut, her big film debut. Well, so. let's yeah, film debut, fine. Breakout. Let's talk about the box office later. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it could it could be right. Like this, a role like this would get her noticed, right? Sure, She's in sure. bathing suit for most of the time. Or yep. there's no less than how many? Was it two or three? We have to get ourselves into the dinner party or party scene. Uh, two party scenes. Yeah, yeah. There's the always in there. Like for for some reason, the answer to their problem at hand is well, so and so's having a a party tonight. So we let's all get dressed up and go to the party. Find out more information. More shenanigans on the beach, and then so and so's having a party tonight. So get dressed up, go to the party. More shenanigans. <laughs> find out more information. Well, the second one was a party on a boat. So, yeah. yeah, well, as opposed to the party at the hotel, right? Yeah, you got to mix it up, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you got to mix it up, yeah. Well, you got to be out on and, the bay. Yeah, Fuck. sure. <laughs> but again, th this easily could have been like a two-parter of the Baywatch show, where episode one, they go to the party at the hotel and find out stuff. And on a cliffhanger in part two, they go to a party on the boat and find out <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so, uh, that's what, what's making it fun, too, especially if you've seen the show even a little bit, you kind of get what they're trying to poke at. In but even if you haven't, as Tex is saying here, it doesn't matter. The comedy in and of itself is so well written. Yeah. You don't need to have seen the show to actually enjoy it. Yeah, I mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. Yeah. What kind so, of, was there any kind of callbacks at all or to the uh, to the original show? David Hasselhoff uh, makes a uh, I would have, Yeah, well, he made one in Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm not surprised in that one. <laughs> well, There's, yeah, but... So... <laughs> so uh, the Rock Mitch eventually does get ousted based on everything that happens. So the, the bad guy's plot is successful to a point. They kill some people that are in their way and also uh, blame it on Mitch. So, or that on his watch, things happened. And because he's trying to blame this rich land developer, he's not, uh, he's not getting through to the cops, right? And they're like, you're trying to do our job, so fuck you. So they, he gets fired. He doesn't go to jail or anything, but he gets fired. And he works at a Sprint store. Like and a Sprint cell behold, phone store? What's it's that? either Sprint or it's just some type of cell phone store. Oh, no, it's Sprint. It, it says Sprint? so right on, on, on his golf shirt that he wears. Oh, I never actually looked that closely at it. <laughs> She's well, he wears a big enough eyes. shirt. You can see the logo. It, this is The Rock. He's, it's, he's wearing a large golf shirt. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, but I wasn't looking at the logo. Yeah, she wasn't looking at okay. the logo. <laughs> yeah. She was looking at the, oh. at the bumps underneath. Yeah, we're looking at everything outside of the logo. <laughs> Basically, oh, fair enough. Uh, okay, Unless it I'll said give you like that. sprint, it... like you know, on his ass. diagonally across <laughs> the shirt in like huge letters, maybe I would have seen that. Like if the Rock had a line that said "sprint, sprint, 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 sprint," <laughs> maybe she would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want to say all sprint, that. sprint, 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 sprint. Text. I'm working for. I'm working for Sprint. Maybe she would have caught it, and that's fifty-fifty at best. Maybe. <laughs> Well, I do remember or, a lot or of me, his lines, so yes, possible. Okay, well, there you go. Maybe if one of his tattoos turned into a Sprint commercial, a la Moana, on his peck. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't really care about tattoos at all. So, But it would be on his peck, so. It doesn't matter. Okay. Did he have all of his tattoos, or were they sometimes covered up? He had hardly any tattoos. Okay, so they're mostly covered then. Yeah. But anyway, so he's working at the Sprint store. I, you know what? I work in mobile phones, so I was like, eh. But anyway, um, so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Baywatch, uh, low, uh, the Baywatch theme actually plays, and he turns around, and there's Mitch Buchanan. So the joke there is that Mitch Buchanan, original, is the mentor of The Rock Mitch. So, okay, hang on. 
So that's a joke. That yeah, right, right. Do. So does does the Baywatch theme play as the music to the movie, or is it playing on like a radio? I think it's in his head. Oh, so he's having like a like no, no, a spiritual no, like vision. He's actually, what? See, I'm. I was. No, it plays in the movie. I, I think it's, it's actually a... like there. Okay. Because um, unless he's having like a Fight Club thing and we don't realize it, um, because <laughs> the guy. Well, I mean, the guy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see this movie. <laughs> it is really worth it, I think. Um, but yeah, no, like the guy that is trying to buy the cell phone, he was like, um, I'm trying to buy a cell phone, and like Hasselhoff's like. I'm telling you, you know, I'm I'm talking to my to my uh I don't even know, mentoree here. Protege. Yeah. Yeah, protege. Okay, so so David Hasselhoff is a former lifeguard of Baywatch then? And or, and yeah, yes. and he's the mentor to the rock. I see. I see. Okay. So he was he was his mentor when he was coming up. He actually gave him a uh the you know the orange uh floaty buoy things that they carry, yeah, yeah. whatever you call them. Yeah, he gave him one of those with good luck Mitch on it as a keychain to have with the keys to the main the, the lifeguard Baywatch tower. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Who, which which then The Rock has to give to Brody because Brody gets promoted past everyone else who knows what they're doing to take The Rock's job. Gotcha. While Rock gets fired. So, so The Rock's mentor comes back, encourages him to get back into it, to stop wearing actual shoes instead of flip-flops. <laughs> right <laughs> for some reason that's a joke and yeah and j- just kind of get back into it so that's a, that's his way back in right he gets re-inspired by his mentor so that's one cameo so how does he get back in he just shows up and starts uh like while they're at the second party brody gets uh gets caught by the bad guys thrown into a big lobster trap and dumped into the into the water so he'll just die down there. No one will find him for years. And then the uh, uh, he gets saved by Mitch. Just okay. Magically, just jumps in the water at the right time and pulls him out. Well, I think that they. I think the thing was. Uh, I think there was like a little bit of a throwaway line where it's like because he's been paying attention on the CB radio. Yeah. So basically, they were like, "This is where Brody is. Go save him." That's true. He has been listening to CB. That's right. Yeah. So he, yeah, he knows exactly what's going on because they're telling him over the open air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great and he works at a cell phone store and doesn't answer his cell phone so <laughs> yeah for some reason <laughs> uh yeah it, it was it was a lot of fun um so i mean once you get to the um, the second uh once you get to the second party we find out that our crew was absolutely right they've found evidence and everything like that so things start to really kick off in the big action sequence at the end um, involving fistfight, gunplay, and fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Dwayne Johnson movie. That's the thing. The action in this was actually really good. Like, they're in the open water, they're jumping into boats that are on fire and, you know, rescuing people, stuff like that. Yeah, fist but, fights. There, but there was still, like, the funny things where, like, he gets in a fight with the bad guy in a kid's room. Oh, yeah. And he's like... He's beating him up with some train-looking thing, and every time he hits him, it makes this like nyong noise. It's like a Thomas like the, the Tank toy, Engine kind of the thing. The toy yeah. makes, and he keeps hitting him with it. And then there's one point where the guy picks something up and goes to the throne. He's like, "Oh, hey, 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 hey! Those are pictures. Have some class." <laughs> he like takes the frame <laughs> picture of the kid and like puts it down and like hits him with something else. And there's one point where Buddy tries to strangle him with a uh, SpongeBob mobile. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just it's just throwing funny. stuffed animals at each other. It was it's just yeah. stupid, funny, and fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you see, the rock just like tear into someone's home, and then it's like, "Hey guys, yeah, I'm gonna go doing? get the bad guy well, you out of your, your house." Yeah, yeah. You you eat your food. I'm gonna go get the bad guy out of your room. <laughs> and he like kicks his shoes off before he even goes in. he's like standing on the porch and he's like hey he's got that like yay you know that like bright-eyed face that people make at babies hey and kicking his shoes off and everything like sets him down he's like i'm gonna go get the bad guy out of your house you go ahead and eat like so funny (sighs) okay yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely recommend. I mean, I know we've spoiled the heck out of it for you, no, Sean. That's but fine. I still the, I really put, don't you think you can spoil Baywatch. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, I meant even some of the jokes, right? Yeah. So. Wow. Well, no. Um, I got I got a comment on uh, Priyanka Chopra. She was the bad the bad girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I only knew her from uh, as a good guy in Quantico. She's she's the hero of that show, and I honestly oh. expected like when when I heard she was cast, I thought she was going to be one of the lifeguards. To be honest, I figured that's she's very beautiful. She's a good actress. You're going to put her in a bathing suit and have her run around opposite the rock, right? Like this may be a romantic interest or something like that. But nope. Seeing her as the bad guy was actually a surprise to me. I, I tried not to spoil this much, uh, this movie too much, right? Going in, saw the one trailer. I was good to go. But she did really well as the villainess. Like, I was... She goes down there, uh, you know, with like a Cruella de Vil almost. Like, she was very good in this role. Yep. Very sinister. I was like... And not... And she even makes the point of, like, d- despite the fact that she has this elaborate plan and she always kills... Uh, has people killed in like elaborate ways? She even calls herself. She goes, "I'm not a, a Bond villain, at least not yet." Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's the thing. She keeps building to that because, like, the next death, they they kill a guy, put chum on his back, throw him in the water so sharks will eat him, and yep. they just keep getting. And then you know, putting a guy into a cage and throwing him in the water, like it just keeps getting more and more elaborate, like like almost like a Bond villain escalating. Okay, and then she dies in very spectacular fashion. She tries to escape on a chopper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She tries to escape on a chopper chopper and gets hit with fireworks and blown up. It was uh, very spectacular. So it was, it was fun. Yep. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So you guys want to go to final thoughts then? You got more? I don't really have much else to say about it. I mean, like, it, it, I enjoyed it, the hell out of it. I, I can imagine it, it. It is what it is. I mean, you have to know. Under, you have to understand what you're going into with a Baywatch movie. Yeah. See, well, that's the thing. Like, you if know. you if you go in expecting Shakespeare, you're not going to like it. Yeah, obviously. If, yeah. <laughs> but if you go in knowing that it's just going to be, you know, turn your brain off. I was going to say, have a turn good your brain time. off movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. I don't like, I don't always like to turn my brain off, but in this case, like, I knew that it was just going to be fun. Yeah. And, I mean, I've said before, Dwayne Johnson is one of my favorite actors. Yep. Outside of the fact that I think he's the one of the most gorgeous men ever, um, <laughs> I love his acting. Fucking love yeah. it. I love him in comedic roles. Yeah. So, I mean... And- <laughs> And honestly, like, good on Zac Efron, man, because so much of this movie is let's beat up Zac Efron. And he, like, they make fun of him through the whole fucking... There's actually one point where um, Mitch says, okay, High School Musical. Right. I think I've seen that in the trailer. Yeah. Like, that was just awesome. I didn't on- I didn't expect them to, to say that one. Like, you know, new I kids on Glee's the block, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What's that? Did you say Glee at all? No. No? Nope, there's no glee. Um, but yeah, like just, it's just fun, and like it honestly, like they make a huge joke of Zac Efron throughout the whole movie. Huge joke. But yeah, like they just they make fun of Zac Efron like so badly throughout this whole thing, and he just takes it. So I have to say, like, good on him because there's so many jokes at his expense, and he just he just he rolls with them, and it's awesome. How how well does he keep up with the Rock? Because I, really I know because well, I, I know Zach Efron has, has been in a few comedies. Mark, you've talked about them before. Uh, Mike and Dave need wedding mm-hmm. dates, and uh, I think the neighbors. original neighbors. Um, he I was also s- in um, the Freaky Friday remake that was uh, two guys. Yeah, seventeen going on thirty or something sure. like that. Let's, oh, more than that. No, it was Matthew Perry, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And there's no way Matthew Perry was thirty. <laughs> And okay, it was well, it was son and father, yeah, so yeah. Freaky Friday, just with guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like he he holds up pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. What do you think, Mark? No, I agree. Yeah, he's uh, it's it's amazing actually that uh, he's chosen this kind of career because usually you know you get people that that work out that hard they tend to want to go towards action movies and that's what they get cast into most of the time, um, you know, but. He's got these chops that are. I mean, if he can keep up with Seth Rogen and The Rock, I mean, you know, he's he's gonna he's one of our he's he's an up and coming like comedic, genuinely comedic actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I maybe know, not look for any for a stand up special anytime soon, or maybe well, he will. I don't know. We don't know <laughs> different what, kind of what comedy this kid can do. 
But I know, like as like he's been in these in these movies. But I know that The Rock um, has is he's so charismatic. Oh my god! And yes. like we've said it millions of times. But I mean, like he's he's he, there's just he's got that it factor that he had back when he was wrestling. That you just you can't help but like him. So like, I know that living up to that standard would be a, a challenge for it. Um, yeah. Well, I would say he holds his own. I mean, obviously. The I, I honestly like the thing. The best part about this movie is Dwayne Johnson, yeah, of course, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, he is so freaking charismatic. You, you gotta love him. Like he yeah. comes on screen and you're like, I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's all there is to it. But um, and I mean, like the, the start of uh, the start of the movie is a lot of basically like he is like the Chuck Norris of. Baywatch basically yeah. like the way that they talk about him like everyone who he talks to they're like oh we saved my life once and whatever did I tell you that story and they're like only 15 million times dude kind right. of thing and you know that kind of thing like it's just yeah is the sandcastle penis in this uh, joke yes. in the movie okay yeah so I saw that in the trailer I was like make the pages bigger or whatever and he's talking to the guy no don't hide my front bump I think it there, is yeah or something like that yeah but yeah no I would say that uh, Zach does no I mean not as well as Dwayne, but definitely keeps up with him. Okay. And interesting how I think, and dis- disagree, me, disagree with me if I'm wrong here, Tex, but I think one of the things that they tr- try and do is use, uh, they use the, like, there's three guys and three girls in this, essentially, as part of our main Baywatch crew, right? So I think what they do is the give the they've used the girls as more or less the straight men in this, for the most yeah. part, because... They're, they're these beautiful objects. Uh, well, I mean, they're characters. They're not just objects, but they're seen by the guys of these beautiful women to obtain. Except for The Rock. He's not chasing anybody. But but just the idea that... that so then the guys make idiots of themselves in front of the girls. It's yes. classic. Right. Right? And, and, that's, and that's the thing. So the girls, they have their moments too. Um, but uh, And one of the best ones was actually in, in one of the uh, scenes that was cut out of the movie and left for the credits. Where Summer asks asks CJ says why do our swimsuits ride up our asses so so much and CJ is like oh so we can swim faster in the water and yeah. and then she turns around and it's just like ass shot like <laughs> you know stuff like that they gave they they did give them funny moments just not all of them made it unfortunately into the movie but uh, but I think that's the thing though is that you have the 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 combination of the two pair of the pairs that they set up works mm-hmm. really well. So it's not always Zac Efron having to go, uh, like, act against The Rock or be, you know, uh, part of that scene all the time. It's sometimes just him and Summer. So so that's where he's shining as well, like, where he's getting his own, uh, like, it's it's the two of them that are then having to have the chemistry on screen, not just him and The Rock. Yeah. So, and, but, and kudos to, to all of them, because like, they, like, the whole cast, they seem to mingle quite nicely. Like, you even start believing the whole... Um, nerdy dorky you know pudgy guy getting the the hot yeah. blonde like it the, yeah, like they it, actually yeah, develop by the end of the movie it makes sense because it's like yeah he's kind of adorable yeah and, and, and like, he's it you seems know, like she kind of had a little bit of a crush on him in the first place kind of yeah and was just waiting for him to make a movie yeah because she I like guess. goes out of her way to talk to him and everything like throughout yeah, the yeah. movie meanwhile he's just like the hot woman and yeah exactly it's not till he but actually still, works up like, the courage seriously funny moments well and and uh you know his character was kind of fun too just because uh oh, yeah. they he while he's not the most fit person on the beach the fact that he's tried out i think it was like three times before yeah I and think failed so. and keeps coming back like they finally see something in him like he's got such dedication we're bringing him on anyway even though he might not be the most uh he, he might be a bit of a klutz or whatever but i mean he's he 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 wants this so badly that he'll do what it takes to keep keep the job, right? So, well, I think it was a matter of um, the reason, like they always wanted to bring him on, they just couldn't. But this time they yeah. had three, so they were like, "He's he, that's it, he's in." Yeah, we're giving him a try. Yeah, yeah. So, like so Mitch th- says at one point, he was like, "That kid has no quit in him." So, yeah, like he falls down even during the tryouts, but gets yep. back up, keeps going. He doesn't. He does not quit, right? So the Rock actually sees that and says, "I, I want that guy in my squad," right? Mm-hmm. So, right. He's not the he's not the two hundred meter swimming champion, but he he you know he'll get it done. He won't quit until he saves who he has to save. So yep. uh, it was kind of like these nice character things. They do it very quickly, but you can kind of extrapolate from that, and so you have yeah. these these better developed characters, and then when they start to intermingle, 
you kind of know who's who and then you can actually see how the relationships are forming like it's it's very smoothly done so it's more than just dumb blonde number one blonde number two blonde number three totally oh no okay. it's it, blonde number one then dark hair girl number one and then <laughs> but either way yes it's yeah more than no that. but they have character is what i'm saying yeah 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 hmm. and and then i mean they even give them you know of course they're not just there to be opposite the guys like when when shit goes down, the girls are the ones, for the most part, saving the day. Like, Zach Efron yep. doesn't know what he's doing, so he fumbles. The uh, chubby guy, uh, he's he's not sure yet because he's brand new. But, I mean, CJ, right into action, saving people, knows exactly what to do. The Rock, of course, is the action hero du jour. And even Stephanie, the third one that we haven't really talked about, she's yep. she's kind of the co- co-leader of the team. And she always knows what's what to do, right? She's trying mm-hmm. to help Efron, and she, he's not listening to her. So you know, he pays the price for it, and they have to go save him at one point. So it's it's uh, you know what I mean. So there, there's no like they they just they do a nice job of like okay, we're taking these six, we're developing them, and that's yeah. And everyone else is a side character, fine, but and they're archetypes. But so what? Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, final question, uh, Pamela Anderson. Oh <laughs> yes. So, do you want to take this one or should I? Should Let me take it. this. Go one. ahead, Mark. All right. So the one of the running gags which they do in the commercial is CJ is, is uh, running towards um, uh, the uh, sorry, Ronnie I, I should... and Summer. What's that? Sorry, Ronnie and Summer. Yeah, towards Ronnie and Summer. That's right. And and Ronnie goes like, is she running in slow motion? She's like, you see that too? Like it just seems like only she's doing it. Well, by the time and and it happens a couple of times. But by the time that we get Pamela Anderson walk in as their new captain, because the old captain was corrupt, he was in with the bad guys. So yeah, so he gets ousted, and uh, so the new captain comes from their Hawaii division, which famously Baywatch was filming in Hawaii for the most part. Oh, and, uh, okay. So she. She walks in, and then even CJ goes, is it just me, or is she just walking in ultra slow motion? And someone's like, yep, this is going to take a while. And that's when The Rock goes, yep, this is just how we do, and roll credits. Yeah, and but because she, she walks slowly toward the table, mm-hmm. and then when she takes her sunglasses off, it's slowly taking her sunglasses off and flipping her hair and everything, right. and they're like, yeah, they move really, really slowly. It's like a this white snake t- video, yeah. Yeah, they're like, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. a while. Like, yeah. Just, they yeah. might as well have been playing cherry pie in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, Mark. Uh, final thoughts and ratings. Oh, again, great time in the movies. Um, I like the character development. It wasn't too heavy-handed, but it wasn't the cardboard cutout characters uh, either. So, um, so it made it it made it actually interesting. You actually cared about what happened to the characters uh, in this, which which was nice. Kind of uh, kind of the opposite of what we had last week on mm. Alien Covenant. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, other than that, uh, great, good. Like the action was actually solid action. Um, I, I'm not going to rate this above central intelligence. Cause I think that one, there was just something a little bit extra about it that made it really good. Um, but I'm going to give this a solid eight and a half slowly walking blondes out of 10. Okay. Tax. Um, I'm pretty much, uh, in agreement with basically everything that, uh, Mark said, cause it was just. It's just a fun time. Like, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. And um, I would absolutely see it. Uh, like, I would absolutely see it again. Keep it in my collection. Absolutely. Um, oh, one thing that I collection. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. One thing that I didn't mention is um, I went to see this with Ella. Okay. Ella fucking loved it. There were, like, three different points during the movie where she leaned over and she's like, okay, hey, this is my new favorite movie. Like, okay. now, we know that Ella is far more forgiving and enthusiastic about <laughs> movies than you or I are. Yeah. But she, she's the mean Mark of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. She's the <laughs> mean Marquette. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's the mean Marquette. The Mark gives a rating of five or a uh, five. You know, it's a pretty bad movie. That's like really shitty for Mark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Mark's five is Ella's six. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so <laughs> It's like nothing at all for her to give a perfect score. But which so, which neither of us ever give though, rarely. You know, <laughs> I can't remember the last thing I gave a five to. <laughs> yeah, well exactly. Alien Covenant exactly. last week. I gave it a six. I gave it a six. Oh, I thought you gave it a five. <laughs> well, there you go. And that's Ella's seven. But, there you go. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, so 
I will have to give the be uh, completely in agreement. Um, eight and a half little Mitch figurines in an aquarium out of ten. Okay, oh. that, you need to explain to me that. I can't let okay, that go. Those were fucking amazing. So it turns out that Brody apparently has no place to stay. And CJ finds him um, underneath the pier. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm stargazing. And she's like, under the pier? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, from an angle and whatever. So she was like, you know, come on. She was like, you can stay with Stephanie. So he's like, Stephanie, you'll let me stay with her? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's not Stephanie. It's it's Mitch. And so she's like, you know, just go ahead and, like, let yourself in. Whatever. Well, like, um, just let her know that you need a place to stay, whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, that's that's really nice. And he's like, you know, thanks, Stephanie. He's in the process of thanking Stephanie. And then Mitch comes in. And he's like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's already handed him his ass verbally, like, four or five times at this right. point. Um, but he's like, anyway, he like comes in and whatever, and he, <laughs> he's standing there and he looks over at an aquarium and there is a, I think, what is he riding? Like a seahorse or something? The first one? Anyway, it's, um, it's, a uh, Mitch, like a little figurine of Mitch on the bottom of the aquarium. And I think he's like riding a seahorse with like a trident and yes. he's like, He's like, is that you or whatever? And he's like, don't look at little Mitch. It's creepy. And then... <laughs> and then the Rock it, is saying, don't yeah. look at little Mitch. Okay. Yeah, he's like, stop looking at little Mitch kind of thing. He's like, don't look at him like that and everything. And then there's later on when he's laying on the cot, he looks over and there's another one in the aquarium. But this one has binoculars and staring at him. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> he can't look away from it so funny and then when he becomes the sprint employee <laughs> there's one in the aquarium and he's like Ooh, it's like a sad looking figure <laughs> what okay i'm gonna have to see this to know exactly what the hell you're talking yeah, the about figu- the figurine keeps changing with what's going on like at yeah. one point when when they don't really trust matt uh and you know the rocks like i gotta keep an eye on you the little Mitch has binoculars has staring right at him. Like it's, yeah, so then when he becomes the sprint employee, he's really sad. So it's like, <laughs> his head down, sprint golf shirt on. Like, it's weird how, and we don't, we never get an explanation as how, how this thing keeps changing, but it does. No, why it's would just, you? <laughs> no, but why, it's yeah, why would you? Awesome. It doesn't matter. It's just, I mean, awesome. before we even see little Mitch, it's already established that there's, a guy on the beach who likes to make uh, like a almost like a sand statue in Mitch's honor. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he tells him he's like, "You don't have to do this every day." And it's like, "Wow, dude." Yeah. Yeah that that's the implication is that he does this every single fucking day. Tex, you auditioned for that role, did you not? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't make sandcastles. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's one to look forward to then. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I am sorry I missed it there. I just, like I said, I was asleep. So, so what was it that you saw? So, I saw a movie that also came out this year. I saw actually two movies uh, yesterday after because uh, I wasn't moving from my chair, <laughs> so <laughs> I hurt too badly. Um, I saw the autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. Uh, which is a horror movie from late last year, um, and I do highly recommend it. Um, it is, it is very gory in the fact that you do see an autopsy right there. Like Mm. it's, it's very, very graphic. Like visceral? Um, But there's a supernatural element to it. Of course. But the one thing that I really like about this is, is the two main characters are scientists. They're, um, uh, coroners? Makes sense. If Corners, they're doing the autopsy. Yeah. They're doing the autopsy. Um, and throughout the majority of the moving, when weird shit starts happening, they react to it like real people, like scientists would. It's like, no, that's, yeah, okay. The radio come on, the, the radio came on unexpectedly and changed channels. Oh, that just may be a faulty radio turned off. Or, Oh my God! I think it's the I think it's the woman that's chasing us. No, that's impossible. She's dead. Eventually, the supernatural does take over, and you know they do believe in the supernatural and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the reveal of what the supernatural is, and I'm not I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but 
I think it's pretty interesting. Um, there's a historical context to it. Um, and it's, it's really neat to see that play out. Um, there's a lot of jump scares, a lot of big music things like, ah, you know, like mm. music cues type thing. So yeah. it does fall into that little uh, pattern easily too. But uh, overall, pretty good movie. Uh, I do recommend it. But the main one that I saw, it's it may still be out in theaters in some areas. It's called Colossal. Oh, yeah, I saw that. With uh, Anne Hathaway. And if yeah. you've ever seen the trailers, uh, it's basically Anne Hathaway takes control or has control of this giant monster. Is the giant monster. Well, yeah, she is the giant monster. Now, cool. Yeah, it, it was kind of like, well, okay, well, where does this go? How does this work, right? Because all the trailers do is to show you Anne Hathaway and the monster, and the monster's mimicking Anne Hathaway. Not what the movie delivers. Um, because the movie is all about a woman, Anne Hathaway, who is an alcoholic, beating her alcohol dependency. What? Yeah. So that's the monster? Yeah, yeah, it takes a takes a long fucking time for her to start beating it. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know you seen it. Yeah. And by the time, for me personally, I... I did not like it. No. It was was... not at all what I expected it to be. Like, it's touted as to be this, like, comedy and everything. It's fucking depressing. Yeah. It made me angry. And by the time you find out, like, what happened, how she's the monster and whatever, I don't fucking care anymore. Well, it's stupid, too. Because, like, they have to enter for Mark. I'll ruin it for you because I don't care. I don't think anybody should see this movie. (laughs) Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, if she enters into this little child park, you know, those child parks in suburbia. Not even right? just the park, just the fucking sandbox. Well, yeah, j- just the little outline box. The sandbox, it. for some reason, is magical. Yeah. So if they if she enters it at 8.05 a.m., okay, this giant monster shows up in Seoul, Korea, and the monster mimics anything she physically does. Okay. So the first time that you see it, um, what she did was carry a huge sack through the sandbox. And what and that's exactly what the monster did, except the monster didn't have an actual sack. It was just look like it was carrying something and just right through. Yeah. That's the very that but apparently you saw that wasn't the very first time that the monster was ever seen. It was seen like how the ago, very yeah. first time that she ever made it appear. But it turns out the reason that it's fucking Soul is because she was doing a project for Soul, like about Soul. Well, they were, the, the class was doing like a diorama project. They were yeah. asked to bring in dioramas, and she did hers on Soul. Yes. And it's revealed through like this other guy, Oscar, that the, that she goes back in and she meets. Um, has apparently been in love with her like, it's, it's all been, his life. Been, been in love with her, but like back in school, she always did better than he did. And so he was very jealous of that, obviously, because he mentions it in an adult life. <laughs> so he, so her project goes, gets caught by the wind, gets taken up. He goes to grab it, and he starts stomping on it to destroy the diorama. Right. Well, okay. at that at that exact moment when they're kids, they both get struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, and he. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. See, that's your reaction because you're hearing about it. Yeah, you're hearing about it. But if you were watching it on the, like you were actually watching the movie, you'd be like, "Really? Really? That's why?" It's like bad CGI lightning too. Um, Oh, and like stupid (laughs) CGI. Oh god! It seriously looks like she's about to Hulk smash too. The look that she has on her face. When she, has, she like, gets struck by lightning because she sees him. Because at first she's like, oh, he's going and getting that for me. Oh, what a sweet thing and everything. But then he's taking so long. So she decides to investigate. And this is the same area where the sandbox is going to be. And that's why this shit happens. But so she's watching him. And he start and like she sees him catch it. And she's like, oh, he's such a wonderful person. And then he starts destroying it. And she gets this like, I'm going to fucking kill you look on her face. Like She looks like and X-23 suddenly... from Logan. Oh, yeah. From yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then this like ridiculous <laughs> jagged bolt of lightning comes down and gets her like right in the middle of the temple, which 
She scratches quite often because that's supernatural-ish. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, throughout the movie, <laughs> she has this it, quirk where she scratches the top of her head. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, it's, I it's can where see she that. Struck yeah, by light. That would be yeah. a thing. Yeah. Even though he never scratches anywhere. but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so he gets struck by lightning at the same time, too. And his thing, because they find out that both of them have this power to show up in the sandbox and whatever. And... um. And, like, show up in Seoul and everything. And when he shows up, he shows up as a robot. So. <laughs> I, you know I what? Love Hearing that. this, it sounds stupid. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And, um. Actually, it's sounding cooler now that you describe the way no, you describe no, no, it. No, no, Hang on. Hang on. Go ahead. No, but that could be my wait. imagination kicking in. Yeah, so. no. Yeah, just wait. Um, <laughs> so he shows up as a robot. And at first, he was just like, oh, you know, this is cool and whatever. And then he goes fucking nuts, apparently, and decides he's going to start destroying Soul. And he okay. threatens her. And she says they can't do it anymore. Like, they can't show up. They have to stay away from the sandbox and everything. But then he decides that she needs to, that she absolutely has to be there with him and whatever. And if she doesn't, then he's going to start destroying things and Soul and everything else. And so he basically does that, like he holds her hostage, essentially. It's an abusive relationship. It's totally an abusive relationship. Yeah. And then, oh, it's just... Uh, the thing is, Mark, the thing the is, Mark... The only thing that was good was the very end. I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually kind of clever. Doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't whole, make a whole lot of sense, but... No, but I was like, <laughs> it's, it's that's, that's kind of clever. Ridiculous. It is clever, but and it's ridiculous. And at the same time, I was like, okay, so what are you stomping through right now in that area? Yeah, thank you. And no one... T yeah. So, uh, so, but hang on, Mark. So I'll go back a little bit. So it, it does sound pretty cool when we talk about just the robot and the monster, right? Yeah, sure. Kaiju. Right. But the problem is, that's maybe 20% of the movie. Oh. The rest of it is her dealing with, like, her her ex-boyfriend kicks her out of his house at the beginning of the movie, and she's depressed about missing him, and she goes back to her hometown, meets up with this guy, Oscar, who becomes the robot. Uh, he gives her a job at a bar. She continues drinking. He's, you know, she's trying to get her life back. She gets a house somehow. I think it's her parents' house. Yeah, that's her parents' house. She doesn't get it. It's just there. But, like, uh, eventually Oscar becomes this asshole and is like, well, if you don't show up to work tomorrow, I'm going to destroy a, a suburb of Seoul. Um, and she, she's like, oh, my God, you bastard and whatever. And she tries to fight back. And then, like, near the end, like, he actually beats the shit out of her, gives her a black eye and a fat lip. Yep. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, they actually have, like, a fight. A he, real fight. Because cause he's a drunk, too, right? Oh, my God. Like, he's an alcoholic, too, and they try to. she tries to stop him from drinking. She tries to stop drinking, but he makes her keep drinking or else he's going to destroy soul. It, it's it's a very, very dark, very, um, uh, what was the one with um, Natalie Portman? Garden yeah, State. You know, Garden State, thank you. Um and it's very dark, it's very drab, but then they just throw in these two giant monsters randomly. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the movie, she decides, oh, okay, fuck this. So he's he's basically said, I'm going to be at the park every morning, and if you're not in town, I'm going to destroy Seoul. So she takes off, and she and flies to, to Seoul. Seoul. Okay. So he shows up at the park, okay, and when he shows up at the park, the robot comes out and he starts destroying buildings. All of a sudden, she's in Seoul, and the monster shows up in the States. Oh. Yeah, shows up in that town. So yeah. what she does is, basically, she picks him up as the monster. So you see what's happening in the monster, and you see what's happening in Seoul. Yeah, okay. Because the robot suddenly gets crushed in a hand, and what like it's picked up and crushed and whatever. Oh. Um, so yeah, so... As the monster, she picks him up, crushes him, and, like, throws him. Well, she picks him and this is the weird thing. She picks him up, and it cuts back to him in the hand. And he's yeah. like, no, no, please. And he's begging for his life, and you think that he might turn to good. Um, and it cuts back to her, and she's staring at her hand with nothing in her hand. And it cuts back to him, and he's like, no, no, no. Let go of me, you bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts back to her. And she's in Seoul, 
And she's like, okay, fuck you. And it's like, wait, did you did you hear him? Did the robot say it? No, the robot doesn't say anything. I honestly think it's just a matter of she wasn't like she wasn't looking at him in any way like as as the actual monster or herself she was just looking at her hand and she was like what do i do with him yeah i i understand that but the way the way it was but edited yeah, no, it, yeah. it made it look like he like she could hear yeah, him say you bitch magically heard it yeah. right and somehow so, the, the monster heard it and telepathically linked her to what yeah, was going I on guess. or whatever yeah well because when she was when earlier when she was in the park and the monster was in seoul uh, the helicopters would shoot missiles at the monster. Yeah, and she could feel it. Oh, so yeah, it'd be like, like oh, jeez, ow! What the hell happened yeah, to my son? So they are linked. She, okay. She... So that that's how that's how she heard what he said. Then they're well, telling... I, maybe like it's not really hardcore. Yeah, because she never says she can hear screams or anything. No, but I think that's what the missile scene was probably trying to imply. Yeah, in a maybe. bad way, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then, like, like of course, everyone in Seoul is watching this. So she basically she throws uh, him over into the horizon, and he's gone. Obviously, and the monster flies off. And yeah, the robot that, goes. Well, the robot. God knows where that shows. Well, he up actually disappears. What? The robot disappears eventually. Does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I watched. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, it it just it's so weird. Like everyone in Seoul is like cheering because now the. The evil robot is gone, and the good monster must have saved us somehow. Um, but you go back to the states where they were, and like nobody saw a giant monster yeah. walk through suburban America. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, there's there's no cops, there's no one on the street, there's no one running to the park. Um, we know there's a school nearby because yeah. kids were walking to the school. No one shows up there, and I'm like, well. What? Yep. And then Weird. it ends on a joke too, because like she sits down, she goes to a bar in uh, in Seoul, and the lady and the the bartender's like, "Oh, did you see what happened on the thing?" She's like, "Yeah, I know." It's like, "Do you want to hear uh, an unbelievable story?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." Do you want something to drink? And then she goes, "Oh," and I'm like, "Really?" Like, you ended on a joke? Like, cause she gave up drinking, right? No. I guess. And she's like, no. Oh. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you ended on a Princess Diaries joke. And I like that movie, but that kind of humor doesn't belong in this story. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I, and like, total, total bait and switch as far as the trailer is concerned. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was not happy after I finished that movie. Yeah, and seriously, like by the time you actually get the big reveal, I was like, I don't fucking care no. anymore. Is this over yet? I just like the idea that the that she's a drunk, but at the same time she manages to make it to a park at eight o'clock in the morning. Which I doubt. Yeah. It. <laughs> right? yeah. If she's yeah. drinking that much, she's probably sleeping in. Especially if she works nights. <laughs> and that Well, that's the thing. It's like she would work like however like all through the night basically, drink for however long, and then go home. Oh, and stumble through so, the park? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. yeah, so it was her, like, trudge through the park that, yeah. Which I never understood the thing anyway, because she decides halfway through the movie, okay, I can't kill anybody. And, and the thing that, the idea that the, the monster has caused so many deaths in Saul is, is really um, hard oh, for her to take, yeah. which, is, which is commendable. Um, but she wants to stop him from doing it, and he obviously has no remorse. So, but then he beats the crap out of her. So why not call the police, who will then arrest him, keeping him then out of the park? Because he'll eventually get out? Right, but then you can, but I assume then that he'll get mad and say, oh, you know, I'm a monster. I'm the, I'm the reason the robot showed up. And then he'll be thrown in the loony bin. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. You know what <laughs> I mean? And if they come to her, if she's worried that they're going to come to her and go, really, are you the monster? He'd be like, she's just like, no, he's crazy. They can't prove it. Well, yeah, they never it, taped anything. Yeah, but it's not like they're going to come to. Are you really a monster? Yeah. Well, he says you're a monster. Yes, yes, I am. Is that true? No, I'm not a monster. <laughs> like, I don't know. Plus, the English boyfriend that she wants to get back with is kind of a dick too. Like, oh, he's good. kind of abusive. So there's no the redeemable end. characters. Well, no, not really. 
At, I mean, see, at I first mean, the I one did... guy she cheats with, like the one guy, she, not cheats, but the one guy she sleeps with, the young guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's kind of decent, but except that he's a pussy. He's, yeah, he's a wuss. But I don't know the ex boyfriend. I didn't mind as much. Well, I, I didn't mind the ex boyfriend up until the end uh, when he comes to visit her, yeah. and then uh, or she goes to visit him in no, the he hotel. Comes to visit her. No, no, she goes to she goes oh, to his yeah. hotel. Yeah, but he comes to see her. Yeah, she comes to yeah, but then uh, but then he just she's like uh, you know, but then he starts berating her. He's like, "Oh, you're always doing this wrong," and blah 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 blah, and this, and I'm like, "Oh, well, now you're being a jackass." Yeah, but still, I mean, at the same she kind time, of deserves like, it. But yeah, you're exactly. being a jackass. Look at what she's done previous. Granted, granted. So it's like okay, yeah, and he just thinks that she that's what she's doing still, kind of thing. Yeah. So I didn't really entirely blame him. Like at first I was like, "Really asshole," but then I was like, "Nah, okay, yeah, fair enough." You know what I mean, learn behavior at this point. Yeah, exactly. And then he does try to save her. So. Yeah, I think she's. I, I think she ends up with the wuss. So at least that's what I think I, we're led to believe. Yeah, no I idea. I have no idea. Um. So anyway, if you take anything away from this podcast, <laughs> stay away from Colossal. See Baywatch instead. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and watch that autopsy of jane doe because apparently that's good too yes if you're into horror you don't mind a little bit of gore check out autopsy of jane doe stay tuned this well well if you uh if you saw baywatch or even colossal or autopsy of jane doe uh you can always let us know your thoughts uh canadian movie crew at gmail.com uh you tweet us at can movie crew or find us on facebook uh you can stay tuned this week for or is it as we finally bring on the show, Mr. Steven Seagal <laughs> with Under Siege, yes. uh, Gary Busey, and the outrageously bizarre Tommy Lee Jones performance. <laughs> um, uh, we listen that this week. Uh, next week, we are to see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I oh, will okay. definitely make sure to see that one. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, we're off to a great start already this summer. I mean, uh, between Guardians and Baywatch, so far, you know, two and one. Okay, Alien, not <laughs> yeah, so much. with Alien, but yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, um, and uh, the one you guys saw there. King the, Arthur? King Arthur, thank you. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so sorry, yeah. we're three and one so far. Yeah. As far as hits well, versus misses. I'm two and two. Yeah, yeah. I'm two and one. <laughs> I'm two and two. I'm batting five hundred. So all right. Well, I'm having a good time. So <laughs> well, that's good. Good. Well, that's good. As long as Mark has fun, that's all that matters. Yay! Um, <laughs> so, Mark, thanks very much for coming out. Always a night. pleasure. Always a pleasure. Tex, no problem. And I'm Sean Taylor, guys. We'll see you on the next film studies coming soon.